0: Yeah. Um, so I know you're eager to hear about this trip because I was hyping it up. So, yes, um, yes. It was I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, we had plans to... We were actually going to go skiing, um, believe it or not, in Colorado. Because usually... Damn. The we- like Usually um, the resorts that are way up in the mountains, they're still sometimes like making their own snow, and they usually close in the beginning of July. So mm-hmm. we had planned like a last minute trip cuz Anna has passes at a resort and we were going to try to use them before it they closed but they ended up closing like I don't know 5 days before we were supposed to go. So Damn. we're like okay but you know it's we're going to be up in the mountains it'll still be nice we'll go hiking. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um and our trip was uh we were going to leave Thursday and come back Sunday. I think. Yeah, leave leave Thursday, come back Sunday. Monday of the week we're leaving, I get an urgent message uh, in my email that our reservation because we booked like an Airbnb basically, our reservation mm-hmm. is canceled. Our re- reservation or has canceled our stay. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to stay there Thursday through Sunday. Right. They've canceled our reservation because of pests in the um, condo that we had rented. So. We can't go skiing, so it's kind of pointless for us to stay there. It's like, I can get a full refund because I didn't cancel the booking, you know? So I got a full mm-hmm. refund instead, and we we <laughs> were going to book somewhere else, but everything is just too expensive. So we're like, well, fuck it. Well, we still want a vacation, so we'll just stay in downtown Denver. We go to Denver all the time. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be great, you know? Just hang out in downtown Denver like we, we do. So we booked a last-minute hotel, I was like, this place looks pretty nice, you know, whatever. Like, it'll be good. Uh, And we're about halfway into our trip, and the AC in my Subaru goes out. Completely stops (laughs) working. Completely stops working. We're in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, and my AC goes out. And I'm sort of frantically calling people, like, all, every shop that we were coming up to. I'm like, can you please just look at it? It probably just needs to be recharged, but, like, I just need mm-hmm. somebody to to look at it. And I called, like, nine places, and we couldn't get anybody. And then, like, finally, oh, like, I was able to get somebody who would look at it in Sterling, Colorado. But that was still, like, an hour out of our way. And so we had to ride for, like, an hour with no AC, in over a hundred degree heat, because it was a heat wave Ew. and still is a heat wave, and we had the dog with us, it was fucking miserable.
1: Oh no, <laughs> This sounds to, so
0: terrible. <laughs> we get to the shop and the AC, kind, like the fan, at least started working, but it wasn't blowing cold air. Mm-hmm. And we get to the shop, and of course, this shop, being like the only one we could find, charged ridiculous like hourly uh, service rates. And, Mm -hmm. um, they recharged the AC and the dude showed to like, took me out to my car and he's like, I think you actually need like a new compressor because your car shouldn't be doing like X, Y, Z. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, but he's like, it's blowing cold air now. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I'm just going to stick with that. And I had to pay like $130 just for that shit. Ah. I know.
1: Ah.
0: I know. And so we finally get to the hotel um, and, like, check in, and we're just, like, like done with the day. And uh, mm-hmm. we're like, we'll just order pizza and, um, like, get some snacks and, like, just call it a night. And so we didn't want to drive anywhere with the car being a piece of shit, so we left it parked at the hotel. And we're like, okay, we'll walk to the Seven Eleven. that's... Literally a block away from us, where we're staying, just to get some shit. And we're like, you know, no big deal. Just a walk to fucking 7-Eleven. So <laughs> we get to 7-Eleven and they're locking the doors. It's like I don't know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. They're locking the doors and everybody's vacating the building. There's a carbon monoxide leak at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> And so we're like, okay, cool. Nowhere (laughs) else. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nowhere else within walking distance. So we turned around and walked back to the hotel. And on the walk back, uh, (laughs) we saw this old dude um, with, like, a pet on a leash. And we're just like, all right. And, like, you know, there's people out walking dogs or whatever. And we get close and I'm like, is that a fucking cat? And it fucking was. It was this dude. I sent you that picture. Uh, He was walking. He was walking his his big fluffy cream-colored cat. It looked like a cream-colored pumpkin. Um, It really
1: did. It was
0: cute. (laughs) Walking it on a leash, and I like came up to it and I was so excited about this cat. Like I put my mask on. The dude was wearing a mask because I wanted to to get close to the cat. Yeah. He could tell, because I got really excited, and he picked up the <laughs> yeah. cat, and he's like, oh, this is Krusty, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he was Krusty, was just like, meow, meow. <laughs> it was so cute. I fucking died. Oh my god. It made my fucking day. It was
1: so cute. <laughs> I just I love its name so much. Like it's this beautiful, like majestic-looking cat, and then its name is Krusty. You
0: know, it made <laughs> me. Oh my god! I literally like, about cried when you told me the cat's yeah. name was Krusty. I was like, that is a beautiful thing. I fucking love yeah. it. Oh
1: my god! Wow.
0: I know. So that was day one. <laughs> um, oh Jesus!
1: Oh no, there's I know.
0: more. <laughs> yeah, tr- there's not too much more left in the story, but th- this next next thing is gonna get you. So, uh, the next day, um, we were just you know taking it easy, and we were just planning on like going downtown. Maybe it was the day after that because all the days blend together, but. It was early in the morning, and we were just kind of, like, chilling. And I walked outside to see what the temperature was going to be for the day. Just, like, because mm. it's hit or miss, and it had been, like, really hot or really, like, mild. So I walk outside, and I look out the balcony, and there's uh, a fire truck, an ambulance, and three police cars um, on the, the road, like, the drive that's right next to the parking garage for the hotel. And I was mm. like, huh. And I see some, like feet on the ground like behind a tree and I was like okay they're like attending to somebody who's having an emergency maybe it's like a heat related thing or whatever and I'm watching I'm watching and they all start packing up their shit getting in their cars those feet are still there at the bottom of the tree and I was like um I think there's a dead body right there (laughs) and sure fucking enough it was a dead body
1: holy fuck, Uh no way, that's insane, yeah, holy shit, and so, so
0: we were, anyway, we were planning, we were leaving, because we had, like, stuff that we were gonna do, and so, we, like, we got our shit together, and we went to the parking garage where our car was parked, we went up to the third level where our car was parked, and we're like, we could just, like, look over the edge right now. This is what right. we fucking did, of course. We went over to the. Hell yeah. We went over and Hell we looked yeah. over. There was nobody like around the body or anything because they were waiting for whatever service comes and picks up the body. Yeah. And so we looked over. Um, it was clearly a homeless man because Denver has a really high population of homeless yeah. people. Um, but like, yeah, we looked down and like full on dead body, dude. We fucking saw a dead body like he was just laying there his shirt was ripped open from where they had tried to resuscitate him and he had like he had rested his head on like a sweatshirt or something before he mm-hmm. he passed away but like yeah we saw Whole... a fucking
1: dead body. Holy shit. That <laughs> I, know. I can't I can't believe you actually saw a dead body like what are the odds like I know. that is insane. I know. Like, it may sound morbid, but, like, I've kind of always wished that, like, you know, like, during, like, our transect surveys, you yes. know, that we would stumble across a body. I know. And now, I know. like, you've witnessed and the-, the horrible <laughs> <laughs> truth of a dead body. And literally,
0: all Anna and I could talk about was how that made vacation. <laughs> like, that was just, yeah. like, a fucking, like, bucket, bucket list item for both of us. Although, it would have been better if we had been the ones to find the dead yes. body, you know, that was, al- yes. that's always been my thing, I've always wanted to find a dead body, like, it's always been a yeah, thing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I did get to see one, and so, like, ooh, the, the adrenaline rush that we got after, like, the, the high yeah. that we had from seeing that, like, still, like, still coasting on that,
1: but, uh, <laughs> oh my god, I love how fucked up that is, it's so cool at the same time, oh, you know,
0: and remember how I texted you talking about how fucking wild the vacation was, that was before yeah. we saw the dead body, yeah, So holy! Oh my gosh,
1: that vacation is like that. It that's one for the books. Like that is everything. Fucking went wrong, and then boom, cherry on top. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it
0: was otherwise a very relaxing vacation. The hotel that we were staying at clearly wasn't as nice as I had thought walking into it. Yeah. And also, um, I think the day after that, I took an elevator with a guy at 8 a.m., maybe 7.30 a.m., and he was drinking a Natty Daddy on the I'm way sorry. down. <laughs> 8 a.m., Natty Daddy. Yeah. It was a real classy place, but... uh Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> it was fucking oh awesome. Oh, my God. That is... So, so everything was worth it, then, in it the was. end. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: we did have to buy a new car yesterday, but, like... Yeah. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I know. It was, it was that is.
0: Life.
1: I mean, yeah, that was kind of inevitable for you because you time and time again always have car issues. And so like could have could have saw that one coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that one's actually to replace Anna's car because she couldn't make it out of Kansas the other day because it was just too hot that her car would not drive. Oh, no. know. <laughs> yes. So. So, yeah, next will be mine but it still yeah. runs right now, so.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're good for now. Yep. Oh, wow. I know. That is, like, that story just... That gave me an adrenaline rush. <laughs> <in a> story.
0: <laughs> I know. It, it was just so fucking wild. Like... I knew Jesus. of anybody who would get hyped about seeing a dead body, it would be you. And I knew <laughs> yes. I had to do it in this format. Like, I just, I knew I had to wait to tell you. It was so hard to hold that one in. Oh my
1: gosh, I don't know how you did it. Because that is, <laughs> that is like the biggest thing that has ever happened to you. Like, I that
0: know, is, quite literally. That is huge. It yeah. is huge. <laughs> oh, God, I'm still reading God. on it. Fuck.
1: Yeah, anyone who listens to this literally will think we're psychopaths. I know, <laughs> yes.
0: and I just realized this is one of those episodes that people might actually check out because it's a fairly
1: popular movie. I know! <laughs> <laughs> and then, boom! Hitted him with the dead body right out the gate! <laughs> it was just, oh man, so fucking Ugh. wild. That is, that is very fucking wild. Wow. Love that. Love that story. That was that was worth the the hype that you were you were building too. Like that was that was good. I'm glad uh, yeah, I would I would have never guessed dead body. Like never, <laughs> never in a million years. So I'm just so glad that this story you know took the turn that way. R.I.P. to that guy. But man, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I we felt quite
0: bad about it because like yeah. we went down later and kind of like you know walked around the scene a little mm-hmm. bit after shit was cleaned up and whatever. And, I mean, obviously they didn't they didn't remove any of his belongings. And so, like, his shopping carts were on the corner no. and, like, his stuff was still kind of strewn. But, like, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, thinking about if he has any family, are they going to be notified? Do right. they know who the guy is? Probably not. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the... That's the very tragedy of it all. But, yeah. but I saw a dead body, dude. It
0: was just... Yeah, dude.
1: Dude, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking uh, of dead bodies, man. there are a fucking ton of dead bodies in this one.
1: <laughs> uh Yes, there are. And this movie, man, this was... Uh, this was an interesting movie. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. So, I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens.
0: Oh, shucks.
1: So, this week, we uh, watched Con Air, which was released in 1997. And it was pretty much about this former uh, army ranger who went to jail for... Pretty much self defense against um, you know a, a group of guys that attacked him, yeah. and um, he later gets released um, um, to go onto parole, and he has to like take this uh, aircraft to like go o- back to his you know home or whatever. And the aircraft transports all these like you know the the like the area's most dangerous criminals, mm-hmm. and the criminals pretty much hijacked the plane and tried to plan this very um, <laughs> like elaborate escape plan yeah. and so Nick being the like you know the good guy that he's trying to be with his you know background of wanting to serve for the better good or whatever he tries to save the day and so we get to follow his journey on that but yeah, yeah this movie is definitely one of the more I think popular films um that Nick has done and uh, probably a uh, a pretty well liked film there was a lot of uh big names in this movie as well like uh John uh Cusack, John Malkovich um who else? There's other people in there. there were oh, brothers. Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was there's a bunch of like uh big names in there. So it mm-hmm. was uh it's a pretty well known film so
0: Yeah, it's also one that plays on TV a lot, so
1: that's how I'm most familiar with it. Yes, and I am familiar with it because this is the uh, movie where Nick Cage gets those hair extensions, <laughs> and um, we see him coming off, you know, the bus when he gets finally, you know, released from the parole, and then his hair is blowing in the wind, and he is sniffing the air and closing his eyes and smiling, and so that was a very iconic meme. Yes, <laughs> so it is. That's, I love that's it. what I, yep, that's what I knew this from, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that hair, though, I mean...
1: It's some hair. It doesn't look terrible oh my god! Him, I'm gonna be honest. No, it didn't, but, like, it did look very, like, they they made it so it already matched his, like, natural hair texture, which was already really thin. Mm-hmm. And so, like, every time, like, he would be jumping and his hair would flow in the wind, it looks very thin and straggly and just gross. But, yeah, I mean, it matched his, his aesthetic that he, uh he kind of carries in that movie. And yeah, it didn't look bad. It definitely like, they didn't try to cover up his receding hairline either. So it, it did look kind of like, it just a gross, but yeah. I mean, considering the hair that he normally has, it wasn't, it, it was probably an improvement. <laughs> and I mean,
0: for a character who just spent like what, 10 years or seven years, seven to 10 years in prison, you know, who didn't get a haircut, yeah. obviously it seems pretty accurate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Nice And, and nice. Uh,
1: Nick was, again, jacked in this film. He was. Like, he was very buff looking. And, I mean, maybe he was riding off the high from, you know, that, what was the recent movie we just watched where he was Before, also pretty beefy? The, maybe it wasn't that recent. Kiss of it Death. Waterfall. It was Kiss of kiss Death. Kiss of Death. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. When he was buffed. And then
0: between mm-hmm. then, I think there was The Rock and Leaving Las Vegas.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So two. he was
0: pretty. So he like unbeefed and then rebeefed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, he looked very yeah, and he was wearing like a you know, a wife beater yeah. pretty much the entire movie. So we got to see his guns. But yeah. While he was in prison, he also we were. See- I don't know how realistic these scenes were, but we were seeing him do a lot of push-ups and, like, you know, he was doing handstand push-ups. I didn't know if they, you know, if that was actually him doing it or if they had kind of, like, little assistance, but I was like, Geez.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't think <laughs> about how- I I just breezed past that because I was more concerned about how dumb the the letters (laughs) were. And he's like, oh! (laughs) The bad accent and like the fourth grade, like writing to his daughter, kind of, you know, just, I miss my daddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Dear daddy, are you ever coming home? Oh my gosh. Yes. And he would read. You know, his own letters in such a monotone voice, Mm -hmm. but with his, like, very slight southern accent that, like, was, I don't know, it was drawn out on certain words, but not others. It was weird. He You could hear him, like, lose the accent sometimes and then, like, (laughs) pick it back up.
0: Dear Casey, of course I'm coming home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, I feel like that's kind of been a trend that we've been seeing in a lot of his movies. Like, every time he tries to do an accent, like, it never, like he can't really pull it off no you're right he can't <laughs> uh i mean yeah he needs to work on that
0: for sure yeah critiquing his acting skills over here yeah. <laughs> like we know master. like you're we right. know <laughs> <laughs> can't do an accent to save my fucking life me so. neither
1: i'd be too embarrassed to try <laughs> also that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i remember when i took like french class like ugh, i would hate trying to do the accent because i'm like oh i just sound stupid <laughs> but then i would say it in an american accent and sound even like more stupid so i'm mm-hmm. like yeah just, like just gonna nick go when ahead he was... and drop
0: <laughs> when nick was learning spanish in the mo- yeah. that opening montage
1: Esposa, y yo vamos a tomar margaritas en aliante, por favor
0: I mean, we know Nick went to prison because he pled guilty to killing a guy in self-defense because his lawyer told him Mm -hmm. he'd be out in four years and then he was sentenced to seven to ten. So that really fucking sucks. But he's up for parole. He's a free man and he gets put on this prison transport, which is just a stupid idea because like (laughs) who in their right mind thinks it's a good idea to put like upwards of five seriously hard criminals together on a mildly unsupervised flight <laughs> like yeah per, like guards per prisoner it just didn't like the ratio was not working obviously but like the big prisoners that we see i wrote down cuz they did like a little profile thing as they're you yeah. know getting on the plane <laughs> yeah. um the some of them uh, there was billy bedlam who like he's actually a pretty minor character. He doesn't do a whole lot, but he's one of the first ones that we get introduced to who killed like uh, his whole wife's family after catching him catching her in bed with another man. And then there's uh, Nathan Jones, A.K.A. Diamond Dog, who's played by Ving Rhames, who was yeah. in Kiss of Death, who Nick <laughs> kills in that movie. So, yes. but anyways, um, Diamond Dog, he. Uh, he was the former general of the Black Gorillas and he blew up an NRA meeting and I guess he wrote a book in prison but um, the last big name that we get um, from this profile was Cyrus Grissom aka Cyrus the Virus who is played by John Melkovich. and he's kind of like the big mastermind the hard criminal that, that gets brought onto the plane um, he's been in for kidnapping, robbery, murder, extortion, and killed, like, a whole bunch of inmates, incited riots. He earned some degrees in prison, like, doctoral degrees, and he's escaped twice. And uh, then we see some other guys, like Dave Chappelle, who plays pinball, and there's also Danny Trejo, who plays Johnny 23, and there's another guy... Um, who is the guy that Nick befriends? It's like baby-o Odell. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who has, um, he has diabetes and he needs insulin shots fairly regularly. So that's kind of a big deal, obviously, because you, as you can imagine, he doesn't get the insulin right away. <laughs> it becomes a problem later.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. It it's literally the whole reason why Nick was like so determined to um like Nick eventually gets involved in their whole ruse that they have going on and like he has an opportunity to get off the, the plane when there's like a, a, a stop um and he doesn't because he's just so determined to help his friend because his friend who um you know, needs his insulin, like, he can't get it unless he has a needle, and, like, Nick's whole purpose on that flight is to, like, get this guy a needle when, you know, he obviously has a, a wife and a child waiting for him, but he's like, nah, I can't leave a good man behind, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, he's, like, very determined to help his buddy out. Um, so, yeah, we kind of see his his character again, just just another good guy. He is another playing, good guy. So
0: it's It's kind of my favorite character of his so far that we've seen where yeah. he's like a good honest guy but is also a badass when he has to be you know
1: yeah i know i feel like i felt like it was a better balance whereas like the former good guys he's played it's just been like kind of cringy to watch him continue to do what he does because that's mm-hmm. all he does is just like good guy stuff whereas this like he's at least yeah he's got a little bit of that flare of uh, the badass flair and so mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is at least entertaining. <laughs> and he knows when to keep his
0: mouth shut, usually. Yes. Keep cool, boss. So, uh, the whole thing pops off when Cyrus and Diamond Dog they remove like um, these little pieces of metal that they had hidden like under their skin apparently while they were yeah. in prison, and they like work those out of their their hands to like pick the locks on their um, on their cuffs, and Dave Chappelle. Uh, because he's not locked in a box. He's in, like, the main seating next to Nick, or near Nick. He gags up this little balloon that's tied with floss, and he, like, pulls that out of his throat. And inside he has some lighter fluid or some flammable fluid and a single match. Like, what yeah. if that match, you know... Fucked up. Fucked <laughs> up <right? laughs> like, maybe he yeah. should have packed an extra match, but, like... Yeah he pulls that shit out of his his body and then lights the dude next to him on fire to cause a disturb like a, a distraction where he can get up and and pull the lever to let um both diamond dog and cyrus out and that's when just shit starts popping
1: off and nick knows
0: mm-hmm. that he's in for um a wild
1: ride <laughs> I loved how during that scene, like, everything around Nick was chaos, and, like, you know, people were on fire, people were getting killed, the prisoners were, you know, escaping from their, their, like, cages or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it would just, like, zoom in on Nick's face and his eyes were just wide, and he was like, ugh, but he was, like, sitting in his seat nice and still, (laughs) like, not, not trying to get involved yet.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, he's just playing the same tactic that he used in prison, which was, like, uh, no confrontation, no violence, leave me out of it, which is... Exactly how I would live if I were in prison. I wouldn't join a gang. Same. I would just be as like far out of it as I could be. And if that didn't work, yes. then they can kill me and hey, it's all good. <laughs> right?
1: You're but... doing you're doing us both a favor here exactly. by just killing me.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my time joining shit that's just going to get yeah. me in trouble.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, just keep a low profile and hope you get out on, you know, quicker on good behavior. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. So he's playing that
0: same game on this plane. uh, Which works until it doesn't. But, um, so, stupidly, like I said, they put all these high maximum security prisoners on a single plane together. And they have to make a stop off in Carson City where they're supposed to get rid of six prisoners that transfer off there and then they're supposed to take on ten new prisoners. And they don't even know, I think, who's all coming on the plane, for sure. They have a manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, before they land in Carson City, they're going through the list and they're finding the dudes that are supposed to get off the plane. Three of the six are dead and the three, uh, those three men are all white dudes. And so... Um, they have to pull white dudes off the plane in order to make it... Or pull white dudes from other um, seats or whatever to to make the difference to not be suspicious. And so that's when Nick originally kind of volunteers. He gets kind of pushed into it, I think, by Mm -hmm. um, Odell because he's like, dude, you just got to get off this plane and, like, get help or whatever. And... um, he just kind of agrees to do it just i think out of not knowing what else to do and yeah. um we didn't mention that this whole time the dea has had snuck an oh, agent yeah. onto the plane um which was their way of i guess having somebody on the inside to help calm things down if shit got out of hand and uh in the beginning they're The DEA people are told that, uh, by John Cusack, who works as a U.S. Marshal, uh, Mm -hmm. he tells them, like, you can't bring any guns, like, nobody, none of the guards carry guns. There's, like, a small arsenal of guns in the belly of the plane, and then there's a single gun and, like, a pistol in a locked box in the cockpit. And um, just before this agent goes onto the plane... His boss, who plays a character in Star Trek, which I'm just not going to get into, he <laughs> takes he takes a little pistol and sticks it in the dude's sock before he boards the plane. And they're, uh, like, letting the prisoners out of their cuffs and figuring out, like, they got the dudes who are going off the plane. And uh, this guy panics and pulls his gun out of his sock because he, he figures that he's gonna get found out, so he probably has to take action before that happens and he pulls his gun. Shit starts going sideways even a more because he reveals who he is right away, which he's told not to, yeah. not to do, and he tries to play the tough guy. And he oh man, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but like the the one of the pilots decides he's going to see what's going on out there and pulls the gun out of the lockbox and, you know, goes to exit the cockpit and gets just fucking wrecked in all of it. Like, people are getting yeah. shot. Like, the DEA agent obviously didn't make it out. He got fucking wrecked. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he was carrying, like, a tape recorder on him, too, to record the, the shit, because he's, yeah. you know, he's on the inside, which Nick finds and slips it... Into the pocket of a guard that they gagged to take off the plane. So that way, maybe somebody would see it and get the message, because at that point, Nick had decided he's going to stay to save his buddy's life. Um, And so they go to land in Carson City, and there's a huge sandstorm, which works to their advantage um, because they're able, like, all the inmates are able to disguise
1: themselves. Yep, and so they pretty much, I mean, there's some, uh, I guess, minor um, flaws in their plan because, like, they're trying to, you know, obviously disguise themselves and make sure that um, no one at the Carson City prison transfer stuff that they don't realize what's happening. And, you know, since Nick placed that tape recorder in that guy, Um, One of the guards in Carson City found it and was kind of just like unsure. And then like from there, there, they started like alerting like the U.S. Marshal and uh, the DEA people like, hey, we got we might have a situation. Um, And then, you know, they start to kind of figure out what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's they don't do it. They don't really figure it out until, again, they get to leave Carson City Um, and they, um, somehow they figure out how to remove the tracker on the plane that they're on and they put it on another tracker or another plane. So to kind of throw them off the trail.
0: (laughs) Dave Chappelle is the one that takes it and he goes and plants it in like a tourist plane and he kind of gets caught out there like by uh, (laughs) an employee who's in the area and it's a, it's a woman who he immediately starts hitting on to. Well, I mean, it's probably the first one he's seen in like fucking forever besides the one guy that was on the prison uh, flight. And um, also, you know, trying to distract her, which kind of um, makes him miss his flight in a way. He gets a little distracted. But uh, so they they planted that. And then what happens? Oh, they're transferring the prisoners on.
1: Yes, Steve Buscemi gets mm-hmm. on, and he, like, comes on, like, in this full, like, almost like Hannibal Lester yeah, like, that's what I thing where, like, <laughs> like, they, you know, have his face uh, guard, like, uh, whatever, a face mask thingy on, and all these restraints, and, like, everyone's like, oh, shit, that's that one guy that killed, like, 30 people or whatever. So he was, like, supposed to be playing, like, the baddest of the bad, like, most mm-hmm. crazy psycho uh, prisoner that was on board.
0: Yeah, and he also uh they didn't know he was coming on. I think he was like a last minute edition. Yeah. Uh, they have a new pilot now too. So because they decide to use the pilot as one of the bodies, one of the white men that they're sending mm-hmm. off. And so their new pilot is a character named Swamp Thing. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> um he was he was interesting, just like A typical redneck type dude who taught himself how to fly a plane. And you, like you had said, they were figuring out how all this, like, everything that's happening kind of a little too late. And one of the other things they're doing at this time is they're inspecting Cyrus's cell. Well, like, after he's already gone. Mm. And I'm thinking, like, why would you wait until, like, he's so far away to start tearing apart his cell?
1: I know. Yeah, that didn't make sense. No.
0: And, like, they find a false brick in the cell with, like, a little, like, a hiding space behind it with a whole bunch of really incriminating shit. And John Cusick has to sit there and solve the puzzle before he figures out that the fact that Cyrus has, like, plain schematics, you know, is not a big red flag. Like, he has to, he sits there and does the little, like holes in the eyes of the <laughs> yeah. picture over, like, the words, so he can find, right. like, a little clue that says, meet in Carson City, and, like, yeah, they figure it out too late, obviously, and mm-hmm. the plane takes off with uh, Swamp Thing flying it, and Dave Chappelle trying to catch it, and he, uh, doesn't quite make it, and we nope. find later <laughs> that he gets caught in the landing gear of the plane. Yes. Because there's an issue with their, like, flight, and they won't get to their destination on time because they have too much extra weight, and they can't put the landing gear up. And so they send mm-hmm. Nick and uh, was it Billy Bedlam down to, like, look at yeah. it. Yeah. Or, no, it was Diamond yeah. Dog. It was Diamond Dog. But
1: yeah. And then they find, you know, Dave Chappelle's body in there and they're like, Uh, we got to get rid of this so that we can mm-hmm. put up the landing gear. And then Nick sneakily writes like uh, to the U.S. Marshal saying like, hey, this is where we're going, like on, Dep- on Dave Chappelle's shirt and mm-hmm. just kind of throws his body out. <laughs> And then, you know, the body lands and then, you know, paramedics come and then they call uh, John Cusack and they're like, hey, we got a message from (laughs) you for you. And then, you know, that's how uh, he finds out where their next destination is so that he can try to, you know single-handedly stop them himself because he's like oh shit i gotta go there and he tries to tell the dea agents but they're like uh no we're following this tracker like we're right on their tail like we're gonna continue to follow this and then obviously they're following that Taurus plane and then they're like oh shit maybe we should have listened (laughs) and then yeah so again they're behind yeah Mm -hmm. it's too late i can't allow that
0: and uh, John Cusack steals uh, the DEA agent's car because he drives this, like, fancy sports car. And I guess he can get to the airfield within an hour from wherever the fuck they are. Um, so he was going to take his beater of a car, but he's like, I need something fast. So he takes, yeah. <laughs> he takes the other guy's car. And he makes it to the airfield before uh, the inmates do and he gets there and like it's fucking dead there's like nobody there and so he like hides the car in like a shed or something mm-hmm. which i found very unplausible but like hey whatever it's a movie uh, and uh i know <laughs> and he goes up to the tower and i think the dude's dead up there um and there's some other plane like on the just a regular old ass plane that's trying to land and so mm-hmm. that plane's trying to land and nobody's like taking hit the guy's call obviously because the dude in there's dead and so that plane's trying to land and then also the plane that Nick is on con air as John malkovich calls it or sorry, yeah. <laughs> calls it um uh, they kind of start diving directly towards each other and um there's like an incident and the planes kind of crash and dive and they uh all the inmates, get out of the plane after it fully stops and um they're kind of just like running around um enjoying their freedom and this is where they're supposed to meet um like another plane essentially they're supposed to transfer onto a different plane and leave from there
1: to go
0: i don't know wherever the fuck they're going um but the other plane isn't there and so like they're all kind of panicking a little bit, or at least Cyrus mm-hmm. is kinda of panicking, um, because his plan is still
1: <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and then they he decides just in case that they should go to plan B. And so I guess plan B was to just take that plane again somewhere. I don't really know if I <laughs> yeah, understood they were gonna- plan B, but
0: Dig it out and re- it was like it.
1: okay, yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous that that plane was like shoved into the ground because they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, land it properly. And now all these guys are digging it out and then just yanking it out of the ground. <laughs> this massive aircraft, like, oh, yeah, we got 10 prisoners that can pull this out, like, we're good, but um, yeah. And then Nick's like, oh, this is my opportunity to get off the plane and go find a needle for my bro. <laughs> and so Nick goes out, you know, looking for a needle. And then we find out that, so the guy that set up the other plane that was supposed to arrive there, um, he uh, worked for some Mexican drug cartel. And so while they're all trying to, like, pull the, pla- the plane out, that guy kind of runs off and he goes into this other, like, barn type thing. And then we see a, a plane that is in there. And mm-hmm. so he was just kind of planning on escaping by himself um, and, uh, but there is some kind of altercation that happened between John Cusack, Nick, and then the, the, uh, Mexican drug cartel where there was only one, uh, their, their pilot survived and, mm-hmm. uh, so it was just the pilot and then, um, the one guy that was originally with the Con Air and so then that plane kind of just burst out and then, like, everyone's like, oh shit, that's my plane, like, where are you going? And then something happens where the, the plane, um, uh, it hits gets, like gas caught.
0: station or something. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, like, it, it, it got ridiculous, and it couldn't take off, and then the guy's like, hey, man, uh, we were just coming to get you, had no harm done, and then Cyrus was pissed, and he, you know, he blew him up, and then, yeah, there was, there was a lot of explosions in this movie. Yeah.
0: It was a <laughs> a it lot. It was an action movie, yeah, and, yes. yeah, so, like, there's, I think, two or three explosions that Nick, like, dives
1: from. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Nick was just like, Nick finally got his, uh, you know, his boy a needle. But he has to kind of like weave through all of this chaos that's going on. And so, yeah, he's diving through explosions. He's slow jogging through these explosions. At one point, he gets into a car that is literally on fire and drives it through the explosions. Like, he was just like, just not getting hit whatsoever. Because, you know, anything for his boy that needs this insulin.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the, so he at some point like took a huge rope and like connected the plane to it and like tied it around a concrete structure or whatever in an attempt to, I guess, stall the takeoff. And, um, he's, he gets back to the plane just in time before they take off. Like they have the plane like dug out and ready to go, I guess. And, um, they, he's on the plane with the needle to save his bud and, uh, the plane takes off with all of them still on it. So Nick, again, doesn't get to escape and they are heading towards Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this rope that also, um, that Nick had tied to the, the concrete structure obviously ripped through that and it's somehow like was swinging around and it hooked that deA agent's car and yeah. <laughs> they were trailing that like they pulled it into the air with them um and it crashed into like the tower and so like, yay, that asshole gets his car destroyed and it was one of those comedy yes. scenes it's like, oh, 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 but it's really not super funny. it's just yeah, you know, good that he gets his and Odell gets his his medicine he's he you know comes to and is fine and uh, Cyrus and Diamond Dog know that they have a traitor on board because somebody tried to stall their takeoff. and mm-hmm. uh, Diamond Dog had found Nick's belongings down in the cargo um, I believe when they were looking for the guns or whatever and mm-hmm. so they know that Nick has been lying to them because he's been saying that he's still got another 15 years but they found his letter that says he's going, you know, he's up for parole that he's a free man. And so they figure that he's the one that's been kind of screwing them over uh this whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh so Cyrus is freaking out and he's like, you know, I know you got a we got a traitor on here, so odell confesses and says like, fa- you know, false confession that that he's the one that that did everything and of course they know that he's lying
1: yeah they're like they're like he's been you've practically been dead this whole time like you haven't done shit yeah and they shoot him (laughs) i know as soon as like he gets brought back to life after all of this shit that nick has gone through and then they shoot him and now he's practically dead again
0: (laughs) yep it was so frustrating (laughs) it was and um hence This whole time while they're flying, um, the DEA agents have caught up now in their helicopters and are pursuing the plane, and they're about ready to shoot it down, and uh, Nick gets control somehow. Like, man, I don't know how the fuck he got control. I just wrote, Nick gets (laughs) control of the plane. (laughs)
1: Okay, and at one point, yeah, Nick it just goes, like, into superhuman mode because there's all this, they're still trying to, you know, kill Nick after they tried to shoot uh, Baby-O. And, like, Nick gets shot in the arm. He doesn't even flinch. Like, he just keeps powering through. And, yeah, he did, he did something where he got leverage in the situation. Not really sure how, but...
0: Yeah, I'd have to re-watch yeah. it, because I clearly didn't make a note of how he got leverage. No. <laughs> but, uh...
1: Yeah, not important. We all yeah. knew it was gonna happen, so... <laughs>
0: ah! I'm going home, son! The plane's damaged and out of fuel and has to land, and they can't make it to the Vegas, like, airfield, and so they have to land on the Strip. <laughs> and, um... They have, like another crash landing, only they're like, destroying half of Vegas while they do it.
1: Everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick gets out, you know, undamaged after another crash landing and (laughs) uh, uh, like Cyrus and some of his cronies in all the chaos, they steal a fire truck and um, Nick and John Cusack at the same time steal police (sighs) motorcycles to pursue the fire truck
1: that cyrus is on i know and it's like it's like at this point nick give it up because you got your guy your his insulin and then he got taken off on an ambulance and pretty sure he lived and like uh like so nick really has no Reason to continue to be the hero, but you know, I guess it's just the personality that he has. He's like, man, I got to take matters into my own hands. Mm-hmm. Let me go on a on a motorcycle pursuit so that I can get this guy. I think the guy, maybe the reason was because uh, Cyrus threatened his daughter. Or oh something. yeah, he threatened
0: to kill like his family and shit. Yeah. yeah. And, you yes, know, Nick so that's why, but... is all about his family.
1: And also, there's yeah. a line
0: um, at some point in the movie where Nick says, I'm going to save the fucking day. So, like, yeah. you know, he's, he's got to see it. Through. We knew. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen, yeah. But, I mean, like, Cyrus ends up getting killed. He gets, like, crushed in some, like, automatic yeah. press or whatever. Um, yeah. And Nick gets his little stuffed bunny back, but it looks like shit. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, because this whole time, he's been, like, flaunting this bunny that he was going to give to his daughter on, you know, her eighth birthday or however mm-hmm. old she is. And, um, you know, he's been trying to, like, keep it from getting, like, you know, shed, like, ruined or whatever because he still wanted to give her a birthday present. And then somehow, this bunny just comes drifting along the side of the road about to go into, like, the sewer. And Nick grabs it. And he's like, oh it's no, so like, and then he, Yeah, and he, uh, he uh, I don't know, did he already know that his, his uh, wife and daughter were there already? Yeah, well, he
0: knew that they were very much aware of the situation. I don't know if he knew that they were there in Vegas, but, like, John Cusack had told him, like, I've, he you talked, know, to I've, him, yeah. I've talked to them in person, like, you know, you've got to help me <laughs> so you can see your kids or whatever. Um, and so... Yeah, they reunite in Las Vegas, and he finally gets to meet his daughter, and they play a song that I didn't realize, like, was <laughs> supposed to be, like, the theme of the movie. As I'm looking it up, I, didn't I was either. like... I didn't either. What is the fucking song again?
1: Um, it, it was, like, How Do I Live or something? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How, it's like,
1: how do I live? With-? Yeah, that yeah. fucking song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, that is the closing song or whatever to the movie like that is I know I
1: was the big moment I was not expecting that song and I was like oh I didn't realize how important this this moment or this song was to the to movie but I was like oh yeah it's in the trivia <laughs> It's <was laughs> an trivia. important fact in the trivia but uh yeah and then, um, so, you know, we see Nick's kind of got his happily ever after. Most of the prisoners got caught. Cyrus died. But then, in the end, we see, um, you know, it's kind of flashes to this um, casino. And we see Steve Buscemi at yeah. a table playing some kind of gambling game. <laughs> I don't even know what one. But, uh, so, we see the craziest of the crazies got. Uh, he escaped. So...
0: He was a very interesting character. I like most things that Steve Buscemi is in. I like most yes. of the shit he does. Um, So he was really just there to be that creepy character who... Um, oh, yeah. He's just kind of on the fringes, kind of like a wild card character. Yes. but Ex- uh, Yeah, exactly. yeah, But, like, you know, it's It's great that he gets away at the end. I mean, not yes. really great for the people of Las Vegas, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, because <laughs> that can't end well, yeah, but, like... <laughs> That'd be a fun sequel. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, what, what
1: Steve Buscemini is up to now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: My first thought would be a lot.
1: But, yeah, I I mean, I thought this this movie, it was pretty decent. I typically, you know, don't really like action movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't... Which, you know, for a person to do this whole podcast about who a person who is primarily in action movies... <laughs> yeah (laughs) Um, so far anyways yeah yeah i think i i thought this movie was pretty entertaining like there was there was a lot of one-liners (laughs) yeah like that were trying they were trying very hard with the one-liners some of them were funny some of them were like all right yeah some some
0: definitely didn't land like there were definitely some scenes where i just kind of rolled my eyes like whoever thought this was funny was fucking stupid but i mean overall like I think it's a pretty good movie, like, it's an easy rewatch, like, it's just kind of like a fun movie, because there's, like, always something happening, and it's not, like, it doesn't, I don't think it drags on too much. I mean, the, Mm -hmm. uh, that montage in the beginning, I definitely think we could use a little less of, (laughs) of the narration over the notes and him in
1: jail like i like i get it (laughs) they read like every single note (laughs) it was like all right enough of this like we understand you're in prison for eight years you're missing your daughter's life growing up like Mm -hmm. move on (laughs) yeah but um yeah i thought this yeah it was pretty good i really like nick's acting in this i thought Mm -hmm. was pretty good uh i liked his character so i think we should i think we should rank it and see see i think it's gonna be kind of high on the list i do too because I think, I mean,
0: I think he's finding his stride and actually becoming kind of a better actor, also. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, as yes. we, it's nice go to through. see his development. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, I'm thinking probably like in like this range up towards the yeah, top. somewhere Yeah. So, like, like, yeah, around like even by, up by honey, Honeymoon in Vegas. I mean, Right. That's our number 1 right now kind of.
1: So, would would you put this above Honeymoon in Vegas or below it? And below that right now we have Moonstruck. I might actually put it above Honeymoon in Vegas. I was thinking so too. I think that because at least in this one it it was primarily focused on Nick. Mhm. Nick had a lot of scenes in Honeymoon in Vegas, but it was still like, you know, what is Sir Jessica Parker up to? What is the dad from Elf up to? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I felt like this one was centered around Nick, and um, which obviously I big just fan a yeah, lot. <laughs> I feel like it was
0: also just a more interesting movie than Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, definitely. Like, generally. Um, is it good enough to knock fast times out of number one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know uh, uh, nah. because I would watch fast times again over this one <laughs> yes I would do right. so it is technically our number two on the list then depending on how you want to yeah how how we're really looking at this list but so um did you read any trivia that you thought was worth sharing no nah, I didn't honestly the only thing that I thought was kind of interesting, and again it goes to Nick's form of method acting, is that he went down to the state of Alabama to go listen to people talk to understand how he should, you know, <laughs> adopt his accent, which clearly he should have spent a little bit more time down
0: there. So I was just thinking
1: the same way. He should have spent more time in Alabama. Yeah. What
0: was I thinking about? Oh yeah, Yeehaw, that's right. But next week, we are going to be watching Da 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 Face Off. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Another
1: iconic movie of Nick's.
0: Very much an iconic movie, and probably the only one that I'd say people are really familiar with when you bring up Nick Cage. Um, Yes. And it's also one I've never seen, so it's going to be a big, big
1: one for me. Aaron, this one's a silly one. This one's very silly.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. So, Face Off came out in 1997. Um, It's described as an action crime sci-fi movie. Uh, And the little plot tagline here is, To foil a terrorist plot... An FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who murdered his only son. But the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I didn't read that before. Like, I had no idea what the movie was about. Um, so, yeah, you want to guess who the criminal mastermind is? Is, is it, Nick? Yes. Okay, good, nope. because I didn't want it to be John Travolta, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no, no, he can't pull that off. <laughs> nah. Good. Good. I'm excited. Sai Anara.